Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, welcome, folks, to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And with me today is a special friend and guest, Mark Thornton, who is uh, on our FCA Idaho board and uh, a local pastor here in the Valley. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ken. It's good to be here this morning. Yeah, Mark, you, you, how long have you been on the FCA board here in Idaho? Wow. I don't know because I feel like I've been on the board since 2010, even though it was a different capacity, but uh, maybe five, six years. We'll yeah, never... something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and I know we we first met when uh, I was teaching out at CUNA High School, and uh, your son, Hugh, went with us to FCA camp yeah. over in Oregon, yeah. two years in a row, 2004 and 2005. So I must have met you prior to that. Prior to that, yeah. yeah. In the transition, I think 2002, maybe we had met, 2003, but yeah. yeah, and that changed his life. I mean, he's kind of doing what he's doing today and where he's at because of that start in FCA, especially with wrestling and how you guys poured into him. So. Uh, and he is, yeah, he was a great wrestler, state champ here in Idaho, and then... Uh, played football at uh, University of Illinois and went on and played at the Colts. And yeah. and uh, how's he doing these days? How's He's he doing? He's doing good. So just kind of waiting for uh, another shot. You know, this uh, COVID and the way that they were dealing with the season has kind of switched up a lot of stuff for him getting workouts and uh, getting signed with the team. But he's still he's still on that train, and uh, he's healthy, uh, huge, strong. <laughs> yeah, nothing's changed in that, so now he just needs an opportunity. I was I was dropping off some tomatoes uh, last week over at your house, yeah. and uh, your wife showed uh, the garage door was open when I you saw the gym, I saw the right? gym in See? your garage where yeah. Hugh's been working out. So he was here working out. He was here working out. Then he was trying to work us out like we were going to the NFL too. We're like, you need to go back and hang out with your buddies. <laughs> so, but the whole gym, the whole garage is transformed now into yeah, gym. Wow, praise God. How fun. Wow, that's great. We, uh, we've been blessed with having just some incredible folks on our board, haven't we? Yeah, we sure Over the have. years, and uh, God has just blessed us with you know, so many neat folks. And, and one of those is, is Bill Buckner, yes. who um, we've now named. He passed uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, and um, we've named the, our golf scramble coming up the bill buckner memorial fca idaho golf yes. scramble and then that's coming up folks on thursday october 1st uh we're having it out at falcon crest again and uh we just uh we're so grateful for all the all the folks that have sponsored holes all the golfers and all the board members too that just help get the word out and uh it's been a fun event hasn't it it's been a really fun event and even last year once we changed the name um, just to see people come out because of the name recognition. But what, what blessed me, because, you know, I don't golf. So Kim and I, we were on the eighth hole, you know, just kind of <laughs> greeting people as they come by, uh, trying, trying to get them to uh, continue to sponsor in different ways. And so just his family and how they felt, how honored they were that we would do that, that we would name the golf scramble after him and just to honor him. And they, I don't remember how many family members there
were. I think there was six there was a or bunch. eight yeah. or ten. Yes, yeah, so yeah, it they was came like out. at least like two at least two foursomes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like I'm appreciative for Bill's heart and his ministry and his participation in the board over the years, and they were thankful. They're just like, oh, thanks for honoring our Bill. And I'm thinking that, that it wasn't even hard, you know, to honor him because of the yeah. man that he was, you know, and yeah. he still got influence. He still got a legacy that you know can't be denied. Yeah, he was. He and his wife Jody are just amazing folks, and uh, they would. Uh, and it wasn't just FCA that they promoted here in the valley, but uh, I know the Boise Rescue Mission, and mm-hmm. there was other organizations that they were a part of. That uh, they um, they just invited a lot of, a lot of people to come along yes. and join arms and help support or come to an event, and um, they just care about people, yeah. and uh, and I know it's. It's God's love that's working through them. Absolutely. And, uh, and so, we're, folks, if you're interested, uh, if you love to golf or you know somebody that golfs, um, or if you, you have a local business and you'd want to uh, sponsor a whole and knowing that the proceeds to this go to uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, here in Idaho, um, you can get more information at, on our website at fcaidaho.org. And um, there's some phone numbers on there. You can call Vic. Victor Miller, who's our, our, one of our board members, that's the chairman for the, our golf scramble. And, and I know there's a lot of golf scrambles. A lot of events are being canceled, have been canceled. Stuff. And we're, we delay, we postpone this two weeks and then, uh, we're excited. We're at Falcons going to let us have us out, out there and we're going to have tea times. Uh, it won't be a, a shotgun start yeah. this year. So people have certain times that they have, that they'll start on hole number one. And so we're excited about that. It's always we're, been a lot of fun. So yeah, sign up. Get your teams. Be yep. a sponsor. That's right. Yep. <laughs> well, Mark, um, you uh, you've been involved with the Boise State football team for a long time, and doing chapels with them. And I know you've you uh, many time. I know you've got together with some of your old players because you played there in 1984, 85 yeah. at defensive lineman yeah. and uh, at Boise State. So you're a Bronco, bleed through blue. And through. That's through right. And through. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's been so great to see how you've ser- served those athletes there and the coaches too in yeah. the football program. And um, and I know that some of that we got to do together, which was, you know, so fun. And I know uh, uh, we've got a new resource, FCA. It's uh, it's it's kind of the beginnings of a discipleship. It's called the Core, and um, we're excited because we got some coaches groups doing. It. We have a wrestling coaches huddle over in Meridian that's doing this study, and the uh, University of Idaho, uh, their new yeah, huddle. You said they just started. Yeah, yeah their their so. student leaders are going through this, and uh, and I know you you're looks like you're going to be using this with the players. Yeah, right? we just started our Bible study for the year. Normally, this time of year, we just do chapel because there's you know practice and games and travel and things like that, which you know we pray will actually pick up here in the next three weeks. But uh, we started with our Bible study this last. Wednesday and just that the coaches and the athletic staff allow us to have Bible study there in the recruiting lounge. I mean, so it's an amazing blessing. So you go and give them the best resources that you can. And so when I uh, showed them the, the the book, the core that that we got from you, and so they were excited. And we went through a couple of the questions just real quick. I was like, so now you got a week to go in and finish lesson one and come back. So I think they're excited about it. I'm excited about it because always love FCA resources, and it's where those you know they they live there. They've been in involved um they've been involved in huddles in high school or they've been involved in you know fca different types of meetings and so coming and having some consistency for them and their pursuit of christ is just great so yeah i'm appreciating that well we're really excited about this core um study and uh 
you know, some of its basics and belief kinds of things. But the, the, the neat thing about it is it's, it's, it's pointing to and really starting that discipleship process. And, and part of the study as well is like, Hey, then you, that's part of what you do. You, you need to go, you know, continue on yeah. and, and pour into others and tell others about Christ and share, share the gospel and, and bring others along with you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know sometimes, um, maybe that's kind of been forgotten and maybe some of the things that we've done with FCA or, or in church in general. Yeah. And, and so in Christianity, so I, I'm excited about our discipleship focus and it just seems like the Lord is, uh, putting that on a lot, a lot of, a lot of churches and a lot yeah. of Christians. And I, I just hear and more and more about engaging and equipping and, and making disciples and, um, so I know your your guys's church where you attend has has done the same too, yeah. and I know you guys have used different resources like wisdom walks and really trying to pour into men. All of those things, yeah, for the men. And you know, this is what the, the gospel is not complicated. I mean, the gospel is a simple gospel. I mean, there's you know seminary and theological studies and doctrine is important, but at the end of the day, uh, Paul said, "When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I reasoned as a child, I act as a child." But when I became a man. I put away the childish things, but I think sometimes we put, especially with the youth, we try to put too much complication on them before they have a good grasp of the simple gospel and trying to making uh, and trying to make disciples, especially out of these young uh, student athletes, both both men and women. It's like, man, I need for you to get your core, and that's why I love the title. Your core has to be strong first, or else nothing else matters. Because you can, you know, if I'm thinking of uh, sports or lifting weights, if you got strong biceps and a strong chest but you don't have a strong core they're not as exactly you know it doesn't benefit you as much so the core changes everything and so uh, even though some of this might seem like it's uh simple it's just important like i said god didn't need us to be complicated he says if we can just grasp the simplicity of the gospel and live that out all the other complicated things will come later on so i think we do the youngsters a disservice sometimes trying to get them you know from point a to point t or point z you know in a in a and they're 18, 19, 20 years old, high school, or 16, 17. And so if they get that foundation first, I mean, their lives are going to be changed for a lifetime because right. of these particular encounters. So. Right. Well, I, I agree. And I, I think just going back to the word and um, establishing, you know, so many different cultural things that people latch onto that are like a, a cultural idea or something that's moving in politics or society or Hollywood or whatever. And people latch onto it and they yeah. think, Oh, this is the way we should think, or this is what we should do. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's like what you're saying, it's going back to the word of God. And, uh, so, well, I know Mark, we had a board meeting a couple of weeks ago and, um, I know you shared, uh, our board chair, Kim, had you share a short little Devo at the beginning. And, yeah. and I know with the, here we are late September, I think we're technically still in summer, but, uh, it should be in football season and we're kind of are starting to maybe, it looks like maybe the mountain West is talking about maybe getting back. Please Lord. <laughs> yeah. And the big 10 has just, uh, you know, changed their decision about, yes, we are going to play football and. Uh, but back in the in the spring with everything going on with the virus and all the shutdowns and just just a lot of fear and then you know things that happened with George Floyd and all that that just like threw jet fuel onto where where a lot of people were feeling yeah and uh, and it's really ignited a lot of conversations and uh, and I know that um, about race relations and things like that and I just so appreciated what you shared 
a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I was wondering if you could, you know, for our listeners, you know, share a little bit of that. And as we, as we continue our conversation here. Yeah. Well, so that uh, some of it makes sense. And most of it was just, I mean, it was primarily out of scripture. I mean, it was Ephesians chapter four, uh, verses one through six and, and sharing that so that it, that it makes sense. My, my claim, it's not a claim to fame, but this is the way that I introduced myself. So I'm a Christian cleverly disguised as a pastor. I'm right. a Christian cleverly disguised as a father. I'm a Christian cleverly disguised as a black American. I'm a Christian cleverly disguised of my identity first comes from Christ. It doesn't come from the world. It doesn't come from my culture. It doesn't come from my denominational affiliation. And I think we've lost sight of that because the Bible says it, 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 all thing in Second Corinthians 5.17 says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things, old things have passed away and all things have become new. So my identity first and foremost has to be as a Christian. And then everything else that I am or everything else that I do flows from that. So in light of all of the, you know, the tribulation, uh, the, the, the trials, all of the chaos that we have in our nation, because there's injustices that are going on, there's been segregation in the church and our nation forever. But in spite of all those things, and, and this is what I love about Jesus and the word, he says, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. So this was not a surprise. The things that are going on in our world today are not a surprise. You've seen them in the Bible from the beginning of time, just manifest in different ways. But Jesus says, hey, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And so what the Bible is telling me is that there's a way not that we can just survive what's going on, but we can actually make a difference if we put the gospel on it. So that scripture in Ephesians chapter four, and the kind of the title in my Bible says, unity in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And he says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. My calling wasn't as black American, white American, you know, Mexican American, uh, Nazarene, Assemblies of God, Vineyard, Calvary Chapel. My assignment, the calling was as a Christian, was as a child of God. So he says, as a prisoner of the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient bearing with one another in love. And he says this, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. So the Bible's telling us that there was a unity that was provided to us once we became children of God. He says, endeavor to keep that unity. Yes, there's going to be different, you know, you're going to, you might go to church on Saturday. I might go to church on Sunday. You might not believe in this particular, you know, in the gifts of the spirit here. And I believe it's all of those things pale in comparison to the thing that united us which was the blood mm -hmm. of Christ and Amen. us coming into Amen. fellowship with him. And then it goes on to say that there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And I love how the scripture breaks that down for us. But in the Message Bible, it says it like this, in light of all this, all that God has done, you're a new creation now. In light of all this, here's what I want you to do. And this is Paul saying, while I'm locked up here, a prisoner for the master, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, I want you to run on the road that God called you to travel. And I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love, being alert at noticing differences, but being quick at mending fences. And he says, you were called to travel on the same road, all of us. It doesn't matter what 
denomination, what race we are, we were as Christians. Now we were all mm-hmm. called to travel on the same road and to travel in the same direction. So he c- encourages us stay together, both outwardly and it inwardly. And it says, you have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. And everything that you are, everything that you think, and everything that you do is permeated with mm-hmm. the oneness that comes from Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So in light of all the things that we're going through, if the church, so I can't speak to non-believers, I can't speak to you know non-Christians, unchurched people, but for us as the church, the ones who have been this is what I love. We know about reconciliation as Christians because mm-hmm. we've been reconciled to God even in spite of our right, sin. So right, if that right. same power that reconciled us to God is available to us today in the in the in the form of the Holy Spirit, yeah. then we have the ability to be reconciled to one another. And better yet, we have the mandate to show the world what reconciliation right. looks like in spite of differences. And so I just I, the gospel is simple. The gospel is the answer. If we just yeah. did what that said right. as far as dealing yeah. with our differences, as far as dealing with the if we just did what that said, we'd be in a much better shape. And so I'm always let's just go with the kingdom. Whatever the kingdom says to do, whatever the word of God says to do, yeah. if we just purpose and strive to do that, we've been set up to succeed with the word of God, yeah. not to fail. And right now, in so many ways, we're failing because we've deviated from the word and we've grabbed hold of, okay, I'm on this side or I'm on that side, or I'm, you know, I'm leaning towards this movement or I'm leaning toward that movement. I'm as Christians, we got to lean towards the gospel. That's right. That's our first priority. And then you let everything seek ye first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. So I, I kind of stay on there because I'm thinking Jesus is the answer. He was the answer back then. He's the answer now. He'll be the answer when we have some other problem. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. And I, you know, as you're talking it, and it's just reminding me that we, we as a church and as we as Christians need to be leaders in this yeah. and not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Absolutely. And, you know, as you were talking about that market, reminding me back to this, this past summer where at FCA camp, our goal, the very, or our theme for the morning, number one, the goal, it was on the goal. What's, what is the goal? And it yeah. was to be conformed to the image of Christ yeah. simply like what you're saying. And that that's, that's the goal period and um as we uh are being conformed to there i mean that reconciliation reconciliation process you're talking about it is so important to remember it's like god's given us that grace god yeah. has reconciled us to the father and uh i also uh our our camp theme for the summer was out of mark 12 and uh uh verse uh, uh 28 through 31 where we're the religious leaders, um, some discussion about whether they're trying to trick Jesus about what which is the greatest commandment or mm-hmm. which is, you know, the, the the most important commandment, right? They're trying to get him to 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 determine or to uh, you know articulate that. And, he, and Jesus in verse twenty nine, Jesus said, "The most important commandment is this: Listen, O Israel, the Lord your God is is the one and only Lord." And how many times do we follow other things yeah. as, as Christians even? And and then Jesus goes on to say, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. And the second, in verse 31, Jesus says, is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. No other commandment is greater than these. 
I think it's interesting how that was, you know, that was picked. You know, I don't know when they selected it. It was probably picked uh, like a year ago. I don't know, but it, it fits so, <laughs> man, it was, it was such an important message um, for for us, for us in, in FCA, for athletes and coaches yeah. to continue to, you know, to to love the Lord our God with yeah. with all, everything, our whole being. Yeah. And then uh, to love our neighbor as ourselves. Yeah, before he talked about any other discipline, before he talked about any other rule, any other commandment, anybody, love God, love people. Love God, love people. And I love in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, I share this a lot with, with, with the men, but uh, 16 verses 13 and 14, it gives you five imperatives out of the verse. It says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. And after it tells you all of these things, it says, and let everything that you do be done in love. And as Christians, you know, as a dad, I have to be mindful. I have to be alert to what the things are trying to plague or consume my family, plague and consume my marriage with my children. I have to be alert to that, stand as a watchman on the wall. But I think as the church, we have to be alert as to how the enemy is trying to come in and bring division in a space where God has called us to unity and then to stand firm in the faith that we have. And even after it goes through all these other imperatives, what it ends with is let everything you do be done in love. You can't tell, for the life of me, Ken, I just don't believe that we wouldn't be better off if everything that we did, we did with the love of God. Yeah, well, exactly. And and 2 Corinthians 5, 14 says, either way, Christ's love controls us. Controls us. There's some other translations that say compels us. Christ's love love controls or compels us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that, that we have all died to our old life. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, this is the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul, that um, that he's given us that, that ministry of reconciliation, like you were talking about earlier. And he says uh, in verse 18, and all of this is a gift of God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins. So we are Christ's, Christ's ambassadors. Mm-hmm. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Yeah. For God made Christ who never sinned to be offering for our sin. And, and, and the words that you repeated in there, what Christ did, he did for us to be examples. He did for us to be the salt and the light. And so this is where the admonition, the encouragement, and even the challenge comes to the church. Because lest anybody listening thinks, oh, you're not really addressing all of the issues that are there. I'm addressing the issues when I'm saying the gospel is the answer, but it says God called us to do it. He called us to do it as the church, as the body of Christ. Because I know people are like, well, if God really loved us, why isn't God doing them? Thinking God is. He sent us as the church to make the difference. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. People are going to taste. Unbelievers are going to taste and experience the goodness of God mm-hmm. through the people of God. And when they don't experience that through us, when our life looks no different than the unbeliever's life, this is where we're not being the salt that he's called us to be and the light mm-hmm. that he's called us to be. So I'm I'm saying, yeah, we're going to address all of these problems. We're going to address all of these situations. We're going to address the injustice, the social injustice, and all of these different things. But we're not going to do it with anything other than, first and foremost, the gospel of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ. Then you let everything else fall the way that it's supposed to say, but these three things remain. What does it say? Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. And so if we can just love 
one yeah. another the way that God called us to, we wouldn't have a problem with unity. We right. wouldn't have a problem with being effective. So Right. Well, I know we were talking earlier before we started just about how the Word of God is written to us, us. like you're saying. Yeah. It's not necessarily, I mean, it's there for non-believers as well. And we'd like them to read it and, and they can experience the Lord and hear from the Lord, the living word. But you're right. It's for us to live by. Yeah. And, uh, and if they don't so see good. it in us, why would they want to read it? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why would they want to, if the church looks no different than the world, why take the time and energy and the effort to actually give your life to Christ? Right. And you mentioned the salt and the salt is really ineffective until it meets it touches whatever it's being flavored. The exactly. Meat or the, the green beans or the, man, that's I so sprinkle good. salt in my watermelon, <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's, it, you know, and by itself it's, oh man, you, you can't. Yeah. yeah but it, it, it flavors, like you said, yeah, and that, that's, that's really what God's good. called us to do. So, well, Mark, man, the time has flown by wow. and, uh, uh, like it normally does, but man, it's been so good just to, to get into the word, but also just hear, you know, what God is showing you and, 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 and really what the Holy Spirit is, is through his, you know, through the word is given to us yeah. as believers. And, uh, so grateful for you being a part of FCA oh, and all these me. years and, uh, to me as well. appreciate your family and, and, uh, just thank you so much. Thanks for taking time to be on the show today. And, and uh, I know you've been out there volunteering at that golf tournament, even though you don't golf, I don't like golf, you said. But I can, I'll serve. No, and that's great. And I just, I love FCA because, and, and again, the difference that it makes. And so I appreciate you inviting me to be part of the board and part of the ministry and just having a, an opportunity to help impact these young student athletes. Because if, and, and I know this for me, if I'd have had FCA available to me, and I'm not saying it wasn't available worldwide, we just didn't have it at the time when I was in school, I, I know it would have changed my life because there were resources there that were available mm -hmm. to me. There were people yeah. that would have been available to me to remind me of the truth that I was speaking, that I'm a Christian. My life didn't always example that yeah. because I didn't have somebody encouraging me the way that FCA, in my mind, and in my opinion, encourages young people. So, I appreciate you taking the lead and giving, you know, your your life for these last 15 years. I'm 15 years. Yeah, wow. We celebrated that. 15 years on staff. That's FCA, great. So, so and we're we're our ministry is better off because God puts you at the at the helm. So, appreciate you. Well, we've had some great uh volunteers yeah. like yourself and those that have gone before you and then those that are serving alongside you now. So, well, folks, if you're interested in getting involved with that, uh, uh, the Bill Buckner Memorial FCA Golf Scramble, that's coming up uh, Thursday, October 1st, uh, you can get more information at fcaidaho.org. You can register there, sponsor a hole. Uh, you can sign up as an individual golfer, or if you have a couple other you know, golfers you want to get together and, and do a, a foursome, um, we'd love to have you. So, Well, Mark, it's been great having your show today. Thanks again for being on the Thanks air. Thanks for having me. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.